your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 631 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. Check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, there was something that I wanted to get to sooner rather than later here because uh, it does feel like the Rangers might be, uh, you know, starting to get a little bit trigger happy as it pertains to maybe striking a trade of some kind. We've seen a couple of other trades happen around the league in these last couple of days. The uh, biggest news, at least today, the last 24 hours here, is that former Ranger Ryan McDonough has been traded from the Tampa Bay Lightning to the Nashville Predators. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's hot stove season here and anything can happen at any moment. Rangers have basically been connected to just about every single uh, free agent center and second line type center under the sun, you know, trade targets and what have you. Uh, there's a lot of different names that have been floated out there as far as, you know, players that the Rangers might target, specifically centers and guys that could be second line centers. Now, I'm still a little bit skeptical that the Rangers are going to bring in a second line center really of any kind because uh, I just get the feeling that they might not feel like they can afford it. They might be looking to go with Filipino as a second center and then bring in somebody at a lower cost to center the third line. And then depending on who that player is, you can always flip-flop the two of them. You know, if Hedl, uh isn't getting it done or uh, the third line center that they bring in, whoever it might be, gets on a hot streak and you want to try him with Panarin or whatever it might be, try him with the kid line. There's always options and, you know, it's not like you're uh, locked in the entire season that Heedle must center the second line and this new guy must center the third line. Uh, but basically, like I was talking about a second ago, the Rangers have basically been connected to just about every uh, player that you can possibly imagine, whether by free agency or trade. Uh, the names are, they include, but are not limited to, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, I saw Nazem Kadri out there, which isn't going to happen, but we'll, we'll throw him out there uh, just in case it, it actually does happen. The Rangers figure out a way to land him. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, Dylan Larkin, Vincent Trocek, maybe you stay in-house, bring back either Andrew Kopp or Ryan Strom. Bottom line, and a lot of this is probably fan-created, but the Rangers, you're hearing their name connected to just about every single player that could be available and somebody that could end up centering the second line. To me, if the Rangers are going to go out there and bring in a true bona fide second line center, which is a big if, once again, given their current salary cap situation, but if they are somehow able to do so, then to me, there is one guy that stands just head and shoulders above the rest of the field, and that would be Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley is somebody that we've talked about uh, before on this podcast as far as a potential Ranger trade target, but I think certainly, given the time of year that it is right now, it bears repeating, and obviously, you know, things can be a little bit different now than they were, you know, heading into the trade deadline this past season. So we're going to talk quite a bit about Mark Shifley, why I think he would be just an excellent fit with this New York Ranger team, and why I believe, uh, you know, he would be worth 
not whatever the Jets asked for him because you can't go nuts with it. You can't give a king's ransom. But why I think he would be worth, uh, you know, the Rangers parting with some pretty significant pieces in order to bring him in. The other thing we're going to do here today is we're going to talk about the draft, which obviously happens this week. Uh, we're going to be looking at one of my favorite targets as far as players who might be available when the Rangers are on the clock late in round two. They, of course, do not have a first-round pick this season, so their first pick of the draft will be in the second round at number 63 overall, and I've got somebody in mind for who the Rangers could potentially uh, pick when it is their time to select. But once again, we start with Mark Shifley, and I want to get this out of the way before we go any further here. So obviously, in a not too, uh, was it our last episode? Last episode or second most recent episode, uh, I talked quite a bit about the concept of the Rangers potentially trading for Pierre-Luc Dubois, and I pretty much just rallied against it. I am not feeling that move at all. And I feel like, you know, now that I'm talking about potentially trading for Mark Shifley, there might be some people looking at that and saying, well, you know, why would you want Shifley, but you wouldn't want Dubois, especially when you consider that Dubois is only going to be making $5 million uh, this upcoming season before becoming an RFA, and he'll, of course, get a raise on that, and then he'll become a UFA the year after that. Mark Shifley, on the other hand, is making $6.125 million for the next two years before becoming a UFA. And there are a couple of reasons why, uh, you know, once again, I'm pretty much all in on Mark Shifley, and I want nothing to do with Pierre-Luc Dubois, but the biggest one is actually quite simple. With Dubois, you're acquiring a player that you would be counting on to reach his potential. Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, for all the baggage that he has, this guy is not really performed like, you know, the number three overall pick in the draft. I realize he's still young, just 24 years old. In fact, just turned 24 and still has uh, a tremendous amount of upside. But, you know, the Rangers, they already have a, at least a couple of forwards who fit that description, guys that haven't quite reached their potential, at least not yet. So to bring in another kind of unknown commodity is something that I'm not really into. And that's before you even get to, you know, some of his baggage and the fact that he blatantly quit on the Columbus Blue Jackets and his semi-quit on the Winnipeg Jets as well. With Shifley, this dude has been an excellent player in this league for more than a decade. It's crazy to think about because he's still only 29 years old, but he's played 11 seasons with the Winnipeg Jets. And at $6.125 million per season, this guy is an absolute steal. So with Shifley, the Rangers would be getting someone that we already know is a beast. With Dubois, the Rangers would be getting someone who we would just have to hope becomes the player that he's eventually supposed to be. And also that he doesn't throw a fit and quit on the team the first time that Gerard Glant drops him out of the top six. I'm sorry, you know, not to go on too much of a side note here, but in the history of this podcast, and we're up to, what did I just say, 631 episodes here, I don't think I've ever been this opposed to a hypothetical New York Ranger move, whether it's a trade or a free agent signing or a draft pick or a contract extension. I want absolutely nothing to do with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Mark Shifley, on the other hand, definitely worth looking into if you're the New York Rangers. And we're going to continue to talk about Shifley and why I think he would be an excellent fit for this team. We will get to that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The NHL draft is right around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. All right, so before we dive into a bunch of the reasons why I think Mark Shifley would be an excellent fit with the New York Rangers, I do want to also mention that Shifley does have a 10-team no-move clause, which basically means that uh, he selects 10 teams to which he can then block a trade. And I'm not sure if the Rangers are on that list. Those lists tend not to be public information unless they leak somehow in one way or another. Uh, I'm not sure if the Rangers are on Shifley's 10-team no-move clause list. Uh, but it's at least worth pointing out that it's possible that they are. It's also possible that they're on his list, but he might feel different. Uh, maybe he would choose to waive his no-move clause or whatever it might be and would accept a trade to New York. But that's one potential roadblock. Uh, but if they're not on the list and or if he would waive his clause, yes. Once again, Mark Shifley, the ideal trade target for the New York Rangers. Mark Shifley playing with Artemi Panarin, I think, would be a match made in heaven. Shifley... Unlike Ryan Strom, and I'm not going to try to kill Ryan Strom, you know, obviously he played injured in the playoffs this past season. He's been a good player for the New York Rangers, and, you know, there was a recent episode talking about Strom. I didn't really make mention of the injury that he played through in the playoffs. I had in an episode before that, but yeah, I should at least acknowledge that when talking about, you know, Strom disappointing a little bit in the playoffs. He had a pelvis injury, and I still don't know if he's going to have surgery or when that's going to happen. But uh, getting back to Mark Shifley here. This is somebody that, you know, can do a lot of the grunt work. In addition to being just a ridiculously talented player, he's also somebody that can go into the corners, the dirty parts of the rink, win some board battles, win some 50-50 pucks, and, uh, you know, basically, once again, just do a lot of the blue-collar work and then hopefully set up Artemi Panarin as a result of doing that. And that sounds pretty good to me. Artemi Panarin with the Rangers hasn't really gotten to play with a player like that. Somebody that has uh, the combination of grit and skill that Mark Shifley clearly possesses here. To begin with, just a big dude, six foot three, 207 pounds. And I think once again, a lot of us are kind of getting to the point where we're looking for Artemi Panarin to play with a center who can really do some of the dirty work. And, you know, Shifley, again, he can dig pucks out of the boards, be a net front presence, but just also a really, really talented player, uh, really racks up the points. Mark Shifley has six consecutive seasons where he's been at a point per game or better. That is just, uh, you know, very impressive consistency. Uh, this past year, despite it being, I don't want to, well, it kind of was a lost season for the Winnipeg Jets. That's a team that uh, was expected to be in the playoffs. They didn't even really get all that close. And then they end up being sellers, uh, you know, obviously trading Andrew Kopp to the New York Rangers. But this past year, Mark Shifley basically just kept rolling right along, at least as far as offensive production is concerned. 67 games, 29 goals, 41 assists. So 70 points in 67 games. He was a minus 17 overall. That was a career worst for Mark Shifley in that stat. And it was only the second time in his NHL career that he has ever been a minus. Uh, 159 shots on goal. Uh, score on 18% of his shots. A very high percentage there. Average 21 minutes and 8 seconds of ice time. 
36 hits, 47 block shots, and also tied his career best with a 51% success rate on the die. You guys know how I feel about Faceoffs and how much I would like to see the Rangers, uh, you know, at a center. Whether he's a, a star player like Shifley or even just you know a depth piece, just give me a center that's going to win more than half of his faceoffs. So. Uh, obviously, that's nice. And Shifley, as far as faceoffs are concerned, 50% or better in three of his last five seasons. So he's good, if not elite, when it comes to winning draws. I also just get the feeling Shifley could be a change of scenery type player. You know, he's been with the Winnipeg Jets for a long time. He's seen a lot of teammates, very talented teammates, come and go. On top of that, I think he also brings some leadership to the table. You know, the Rangers... I know a lot of jokes were made with the six alternate captains this past season. Mark Schleifle himself has been an alternate captain with the Winnipeg Jets since 2016-2017. And there was something that Paul Maurice said about Schleifle when he was still the coach there that uh, really kind of caught my attention. He said, Mark Schleifle is going to be the captain of this hockey team at some point in his career for sure. And the weird thing about that is... At the time that he said this, you know, Blake Wheeler was still on the team and still is on the team and still is the captain of the team. He had two years left on his contract when Maurice said that. So just kind of an odd thing for him to say, but I think it also speaks volumes about how, you know, the former Winnipeg coach felt about the leadership qualities that Mark Shifley brings to the table. And I think he'd bring that to New York as well. Look, 29 years old. I mean, you're not ancient by any stretch of the imagination, but Geez, I mean, he might be one of the five oldest Rangers on the team if he comes over uh, at the age of 29. Now, depending, obviously, on who is back next season, who's not back next season, who they bring in, uh, all that good stuff. But uh, again, I, I just think it's an excellent fit. Artemi Panarin, since he's been a Ranger, has never gotten to play on the same line as somebody as good as Mark Scheifele. I mean, well, Mika Zibanejad technically, I guess, counts. But for the most part, as we all know, you know, Panarin and Mika tend not to be on the same line. They do obviously share the ice when the Rangers are on the power play. But for the most part, the Rangers have kept those two on opposite lines. And so, you know, what I just said does not include Mika Zibanejad. But again, you got to remember that Panarin and Mika don't play together all that often, at least not at even strength. Uh, something else that I absolutely love about Mark Scheifele, this dude is a playoff performer. 33 career Stanley Cup playoff games with the Winnipeg Jets. He has scored 18 goals and 13 assists in those games. So 31 points in 33 career Stanley Cup playoff games. It's not an enormous sample size, but I do think it's big enough where we can agree that this guy is at his best when the lights shine brightest. And as far as uh, playoff numbers are concerned, I do have to point to the 2017-2018 season. This one really jumps off the page when you look at his stat sheet. And I remember him being a beast in the playoffs this year. But uh, basically, to make a long story short, the Jets made it to the Western Conference Final that season. Once again, 2017-2018. Uh, they beat the Wild in five games. They beat the Predators in seven games. And then actually lost to the Gerard Gallant-led Vegas Golden Knights in five games in the Western Conference Final. But Shifley, during that run, stepped up big. Uh, 17 games, 14 goals, and six assists. So 20 points in 17 playoff games, leading his team all the way to the Western Conference Final and averaging nearly a goal per game while doing so. And the last reason that I'm going to get into as far as just why I would love to see Mark Shifley be a New York Ranger, I don't have to remind you guys of this, but the Rangers came just six wins short of winning the Stanley Cup this past season. They were right there. And, you know, you talk about return package and what the Rangers might have to give up to land somebody like Mark Shifley. A lot of names are going to be thrown around, and uh, some of these guys are probably going to be heading to Winnipeg if a deal is agreed upon. Uh, somebody like Philip Hedl, uh, maybe Capo Caco, maybe Braden Schneider, maybe Nils Lundqvist, and I realize that hurts. You know, it would hurt to lose guys like this. Now, not all four of the players that I just mentioned are going to be traded, but one or two of them 
is at least possible. Uh, but the way things stand right now, the Rangers are in a spot where I, I really feel like this could be the all-in move to make, to really push this team over the top. It doesn't come without risk because obviously, you know, if you trade somebody like Filipino, it's possible that, you know, what we saw in the playoffs this past season was the real deal, and he goes on to become an excellent player with the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the kid line in general had a really strong showing in the playoffs for the New York Rangers, really coming of age. There were nights where they were the best line on the ice for the New York Rangers. Uh, but with Hedl specifically, and I'm going to focus on Hedl because I think he's the one that is all but certain to be traded if the Rangers do land Mark Shifley. I, I think if you make that move, you're going to have to shed some salary cap space. And obviously, Philip Hedl making $2.5 million, uh, that would at least, you know, make it a little bit more feasible for the Rangers to absorb Mark Shifley and his contract. And you're going to have to do more than that to uh, land Mark Shifley. It's going to be tricky and uh, really tough to get him in under the cap, but it's not completely impossible. But, you know, again, I think if they land Shifley, certainly Philip Hedl is going to go in the opposite direction. As it pertains to the kids, whether it's Lafreniere, Hedl, or Kako, don't get this twisted. I'm not trying to push all three of these kids out the door, but I have to mention the fact that the Rangers, where they are right now, as far as, you know, being maybe a Stanley Cup contender, not even maybe, they are a Stanley Cup contender. They showed it this past year. They're no longer in a position where they can afford to wait for certain players to basically catch up to the rest of the team. You guys remember this past season, what I kept saying about Lafreniere and Hedl and Kako. I kept saying, oh man, you know, if the kids, the former first rounders, if they can all play up to their potential, or if even just one or two of them can play up to their potential, then watch out because this Ranger team becomes very, very dangerous come playoff time. But that's the difference between last year and now. Last year, those three guys I just mentioned, Lafreniere, Hedl, Kako, those three guys reaching their potential or at least taking their game to the next level would have been a luxury for that team. And it was a luxury when they, again, stepped up their game in the playoffs because it gave them some really solid depth scoring. But now, you look at the way things stand with the Rangers. You got Ryan Strom, Andrew Kopp, Frank Vitrano, all mainstays in the top six last season, all quite possibly leaving an unrestricted free agency. So the kids, you know, Hedl, Kako, Lafreniere, them reaching that next level is no longer a luxury. It is an absolute necessity if the Rangers are going to get where they want to go. And the reason I bring this up is because I just get the feeling that the Rangers might be better served losing at least one of the kids, not Lafreniere, Lafreniere has to stay, but losing at least one of Capo Caco or Filipino. Again, it's a move that I guess could come back to haunt the Rangers, but if this team is going to put its best foot forward next season and give itself its best chance to win the Stanley Cup, then I think bring in Mark Shifley, a proven known commodity, a star in this league who is a steal at $6.125 million, who brings some leadership, who brings some toughness to the table, who is a dream line mate for Artemi Panarin, who plays a very strong defensive game, and who could honestly be the last piece, the final missing piece you know, the second line center of a Stanley Cup championship team, I think that's a move that absolutely has to be made. I really do think he's that good and could be that much of a difference maker for this New York Ranger team next season. And it'll take more than just Philip Hedl to get Mark Shifley to New York. You're not going to be able to just do a one-for-one -one trade there. That's just not going to happen. Uh, if I'm going to try to make this hurt as little as possible, I would say maybe you give up Philip Hedl, Nils Lundqvist, and a first-round draft pick. That could get it done. Uh, you know, again, no disrespect to Hedl or Lundqvist, but Shifley is the one guy I would absolutely back up the truck for the Jets, and I would absolutely pull the trigger on a trade like that. I think he's that much of a difference maker, like I just said. And with Hedl, 
you know, yeah, it could come back to haunt you a little bit. He could become a superstar with the Jets. Mark Scheifele already is a superstar. And as for Nils Lundqvist, he could become a star player as well. But when you look at the Rangers right now in their blue line, absolutely loaded. The top five spots are all spoken for. And the sixth spot, you can fill that with somebody like Zach Jones or, you know, Matthew Robertson, one of the Ranger prospects, or you bring in a really cheap free agent. There's a lot of different ways you can fill out uh, that sixth defenseman spot. It's even possible that Patrick Nemeth is still a New York Ranger at the start of next season. I know, I know. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think to me, losing Hedl and Lundqvist in the first rounder to get Mark Scheifele, that's a move I would make. So you guys let me know how you feel about it. Maybe that's too much. Maybe you think the Jets wouldn't go for that. That wouldn't be enough for them. Love to hear your thoughts on a trade for Mark Scheifele. Once again, the one player of all the players, all the names that have been thrown out there for the New York Rangers and somebody that you could bring in as a second line center. This is the guy to me that just stands out head and shoulders uh, above the rest of them. So it's something we'll continue to talk about going forward, and we'll see if the Rangers end up striking any deals in the not-too-distant future here. And in just a second, we are going to kind of uh, shift our attention to the forthcoming NHL draft and try to pick out a player that I think the Rangers should look to draft or at least should give some consideration to looking to draft if he is still available when they are picking at number 63 overall. And we will do that in just a second. All right, so we're going to go ahead and point the draft spotlight at a player that I am intrigued by, somebody that I think there's a fair to good chance that he will still be available when the Rangers are picking at number 63. And before I reveal who it is, let me just say uh, it's difficult to do this because the Rangers don't have a first-round pick, and obviously you know, a lot can happen by the time you get to the number 63 overall pick in the draft. Uh, I really liked last year we were able to you know, focus in on the Rangers and who they might pick in the first round and looked at several different players. One of the players we looked at was indeed Brandon Othman, who just had a killer season in the OHL. The further it gets in the draft, the more difficult this becomes to kind of, uh, you know, predict who's going to be there and who the Rangers might take. But I'm going to go with uh, somebody that, once again, I do think there's a very good chance he will be there, and that is Bryce McConnell Barker. He is a center, six foot one, 194 pounds, has a lefty shot, is 18 years old, and played with the Sioux Greyhounds of the OHL this past season. OHL, for the record, is for players ages 16 to 21. And before I, you know, really start talking about McConnell Barker here, I also want to uh, just kind of reveal that for the most part, unless there's somebody that just jumps off the page to me, I'm not really looking at left wingers. I know there's some debate about you know, maybe you should just pick the best player available, regardless of how much position they play. But honestly, look at the Ranger left wingers right now. You've got Kreider, you got Panarin, you've got Lafreniere, and you've got Offman. Where are you going to put somebody if you take a left winger? You know, those are the four guys going forward. Even if one or two of them change positions, I'm just not sure I would target a left winger right now. Not really looking at defensemen either, at least not with the second round pick for the Rangers, maybe later in the draft. But the Rangers seem pretty loaded at that spot as well. And I'm not really looking at goalie either because, well, Igor Shesterkin. So that basically leaves two positions. I'm looking at either a right wing or a center. McConnell Barker plays center. There are several publications that, you know, do these rankings every season. You know, Elite Prospects. Uh, Bob McKenzie does his rankings. Dauber Prospects. The Puck Authority, et cetera, et cetera. And the webpage I'm on, you know, obviously doing some research on Bryce McConnell Barker here. It has 11 publications listed and... McConnell Barker is ranked as high as number 42 by Draft Prospects Hockey and as low as number 112 by Recruit Scouting. So obviously there's a pretty big range here. I think that's kind of a theme that he could be seen as a little bit of a boomer bust player, but he definitely does have some upside. And there are only 
three of these 11 that have him ranked higher or better rather than number 63. So once again, I do think there's a good chance he's still there when the Rangers make their selection. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. One of the first things that caught my eye was definitely uh, his size. Obviously, just 18 years old. He's already six foot one, 194 pounds. Still kind of filling out at that age. So uh, he'd get even bigger and even stronger. Uh, as far as what he did in the OHL this past year, 68 games with the Greyhounds, 23 goals, 26 assists. So 49 points in 68 games. He was also a plus one. And then he added another five points in 10 playoff games. And... He at one point was actually projected to be a first-round pick, but a little bit of inconsistency this past season, I think, has uh, resulted in his draft prospects taking a little bit of a hit, nothing too significant. And I want to uh, just leave you guys with a couple of scouting reports as far as you know what people seem to think of Bryce McConnell Barker. This one comes to us from Peter Baraccini of the Hockey Writers. Coming into his draft season, Bryce McConnell Barker was a name to keep an eye on as he is a reliable two-way center with a scoring touch. For most of the season, there were times where you were left wanting more. He may have needed some time to adjust after missing a full season, but McConnell Barker's play is becoming more noticeable. And then this one comes to us from Matt Sheridan of FC Hockey. McConnell Barker has a great low stance and is able to to accelerate quickly using his crossovers. He makes great reads in the neutral zone and is able to cause turnovers with a quick stick. He also showed a willingness to drive into open lanes in the middle of the ice and to put the puck into high danger areas for his teammates. McConnell Barker also did a good job moving around the offensive zone to find open space. So, yeah, just two scouting reports, just two people's opinions. But what I'm gathering, you know, reading a little bit about Bryce McConnell Barker here, there's a decent amount to like. He's got a strong work ethic, uh, definitely has at least some upside. Like I talked about earlier, uh, he was initially expected to go in the first round and has slid a little bit into the second round, which on one hand could be bad news, but on the other hand, uh, might be somebody worth taking a chance on if he gets to you at number 63 overall, considering that not that long ago, he was expected to potentially go in the first round. Uh, apparently has a very high hockey IQ, a quick shot and release, and Again, somebody that I think there's a decent amount to like here uh, as far as, you know, him being selected in the second round. And I think in tomorrow's episode with the NHL draft right around the corner here, we're going to continue to look at some players that I think might make some sense to the Rangers at number 63. We'll definitely dive into that in tomorrow's episode. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel as well. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything happening in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.